Welcome to the very first Oxfordshire Teacher Training Podcast. I'm Matthew Coatesworth and in this episode I'm meeting with Elaine Liku to discuss one of the key questions in education. What makes great teaching? So welcome Elaine. Thank you for having me. That's a pleasure, that's a pleasure. Um, I think perhaps just to start with it would be really interesting for uh, you just to tell the listeners uh, your involvement with Oxfordshire Teacher Training. Yes of course, Um, I was involved in the very early days um, of his implementation because I was really interested in this group of professional colleagues who were really invested in growing the next generations of teachers for us locally in Oxfordshire. So um, I've been involved both as a senior link in school, um, visiting tutor, um, undertaken some CPD for the associate teachers, and um, I've just been so impressed with how the programme has grown and grown and how successful it's been in investing in our teaching colleagues in our school. That's very kind of you to say so, but um, it's all about that partnership and we'll certainly think about that um, over the series of um, podcasts that we're going to be putting out over the next, hopefully, uh, years to come. Exciting. Years to come. So what we're going to think about today is, is this question of what makes great teaching? Yes, very important yes. question. And it's whether I think, um, it's whether we're preparing them well enough for the society we're living in now. And actually, um, modern society as we see it developing and whether we're equipping our children with not only the knowledge... Um, but the skills um, to be equipped for the you know lives they'll be leading in this global um, society. So a body of knowledge is useful, but actually it's what you do with the body of knowledge, and that is our um, role as practitioners to facilitate that and enable that. Excellent, yes. So one of the things that uh, many of you may be already aware of um, is a review that was put together by the Sutton Trust Mm. back in um, October of 2014. It was led by Robert Coe, which was called What Makes Great Teaching. Maybe you can guess where I got the title for this episode (laughs) from. Um, So one of the things that uh, I think is very important about these podcasts is that whenever we're having discussions with people, we want to make sure that what we're saying is backed up with with some concrete evidence to make sure that we're not just saying what we think. And um, so what, what, in a way, would be useful is for us just to, to explore a little bit about what um, Robert Cohen and the Sutton Trust found once they discovered uh, the, the idea that great teaching is all about pupils making great progress and being ready to make those decisions um, that will make a difference to their future success. So um, Robert Coe's exact wording was um, that great teaching is defined as that which leads to improved student progress and leads to improved student achievement using outcomes that matter to their future success. So let's just uh, find out a little bit more about what, what, they dis- what they discovered in terms of what really does make an impact as we go through. So, okay, so it's got to... Um, as I said already, come back to the children. Mm. So, are they learning something new? Are they, you know, so are they knowing more? Are they then remembering what they've learnt and being able to transfer that to, you know, their long-term memory and then draw on that and activate that? Are they then able to, when they remember what they previously learned and activating it, are they then able to apply it to do something more? And so, mm. that's our job as practitioners to not only impart that knowledge initially then to help our children um, you know, retain that knowledge and then draw on that knowledge and then use that knowledge in a way that is relevant to them um, as learners, actually. So not just knowing more facts, but what is the relevance of those facts? 
what is it they can do with it? How, do, how is it relevant to their own lives, actually? And how is it relevant across different subjects? Mm, absolutely. Um, yes. So as, as a teacher, um, and in particular with, uh, with this podcast, we're thinking um, about um, our mentors who are working with our associate teachers, um, preparing them to uh, become successful teachers in the future. Um, we're thinking perhaps, therefore, about, um, about the knowledge that's gained. We're thinking about, from a teacher's point of view, what kind of things do you think would be really important for the teachers and to, to convey to their students and to understand themselves in order to really uh, help those children to make that progress that we want? Okay, so there's a thinking about, um, obviously, uh, we have the English National Curriculum for a reason, and the um, programmes of study contained within that are a very good guide and they're there for a reason. But it's then um, imparting those programmes of study, but making it relevant and forging links across them. So there's been an understanding um, and reference in the Sutton Trust about concepts and big ideas and the big questions so that you're not just learning, for example, in the primary sector about the Vikings or the Anglo-Saxons or the Egyptians or the Tudors, why are you learning them? It's because you can explore concepts and big ideas of fairness and equality or um, through the geography programme of study. You're not just looking at rivers and at the journey of a river and the sources of rivers, but you're looking at the big concepts and the big ideas and the big questions about change and sustainability and um, civic responsibility and global responsibility, actually. So as teachers and for our mentors and our associate Train, training teachers, it's do plan from and follow the programmes of study, but think bigger and think wider, both as mentors, mentoring your associate teachers and associate, associate teachers, what is it you're wanting your um, students to get out of this that is really relevant to them um, as global citizens mm-hmm. in our current world? Absolutely. And, uh, and of course, one of, one of the interesting challenges about that is, is dealing with, with the potential misconceptions that children might have. Absolutely. And one of the things that Robert Cohen and his team um, discovered from their research was that uh, making sure that you know how to understand the way ch- children learn yes. and also how to identify what those misconceptions might be. Definitely. And misconceptions point. arise, I think... Um, from you know cognitive overload that can be one of the mm. reasons so there is a lot of understanding a lot of research and it's mentioned in the Sutton Trust review about cognitive load theory so the fact that um, we must ensure that our students are not holding everything in their working memory because that's the way that learning falls out and gets lost um, and doesn't get retained and so it's paying attention to the cognitive load theory and using strategies to make sure that learning is retained, transferred to the long-term memory, so that it can be activated. Um, and so the way that mentors and associate teachers and practitioners should be doing that is using really strong assessment for learning strategies. Um, and I suppose they've been called all kinds of things through you know, the, the time we've been in our careers, Matthew, you know, um, plenaries, m- reviews, mini-reviews. But what that actually is, is it is spaced reviews and many reviews but what that is is it's um, mastery learning really and that has become much more um, 
understood and recognised and embedded in the UK, the, you know, the um, teaching for mastery approach in mathematics, but actually that teaching for mastery approach can be applied to any subject. Absolutely. Um, and it is, the teaching for mastery approach is to help our students lighten their cognitive load and making sure that we're using those assessment for learning strategies to help them identify misconceptions, clear up those misconceptions, um, and then uh, secure that learning so that those gaps aren't going through and continuing or being widened. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, it's interesting that you talk there about, about the importance of, of how we, we space that, that assessment process through because uh, one of the other things that uh, the Sutton Trust Re- Review came up as being one of the most significant parts of great teaching is that quality of instruction and that idea that um, assessment is going on all the time, um, but also thinking particularly about questioning and um, yes. just interested to... Uh, to, to chat with you a little bit about how how you you think um, as a mentor you can you can su- help to support an associate teacher in understanding what what are really great questions and and what do we mean by good questioning as part of good teaching? Okay. So it's all linked. So yeah. questioning links um, assessment for learning and effective assessment for learning to clarify miscon- identify misconceptions and clarify them and close those gaps. Links to effective questioning and then effective questioning links to a teacher's good subject knowledge and understanding. Mm. You can't question well if you're not confident and you're not secure in your own subject knowledge and understanding. It's interesting straight away then we're back to these two things of as a a great teacher you need to have really strong subject knowledge but you also need to have that understanding about how to then get that across. Yes and so for associate teachers um, I often take the approach when I'm coaching mentors or, or you know, coaching associate teachers that you're not expected to know the whole national oh, curriculum no. is a no. big body. You know, so we don't expect you to um, learn it off by heart and know it. That is not what we mean when we say good subject knowledge and understanding. Mm. When we say good subject knowledge and understanding, we mean you must be secure and secure your own knowledge and understanding of the area the aspect, the subject that you are wishing to impart that lesson, that day, that week, that term. Mm. And if you are secure in it and you've invested the time to learn about it, to understand it yourself, and then pre-plan some effective questions, and if you have then those effective questions pre-planned and pre-thought out, then also often organically more questions your questions will prompt more questions in your mm-hmm. students and your students responses and questions will then prompt more questions from yourself um, so the secure knowledge and subject knowledge and understanding of yourself as a practitioner then needs to be coupled with an understanding of how to question so the how to question um, there is an understanding you need to develop an understanding of the different types of effective questioning so there are Um, at its very basic your closed questions and your open questions but there is a there is a space and a purpose for closed questions Um, often things like the forced alternatives and giving the answers the multiple choice answers to a question you want to ask can draw out more and can really effectively identify pre-misconceptions in your students that then will shape your further teaching Mm. And when it comes to open questionings, you have to have an understanding of what are you trying to draw out from your children, your students, so 
think about your question roots. Is it a how you want to probe, or is it a why, um, or is it a is it then actually a prompt as a form of question like show me that, prove to me that I don't believe you. Those are effective types of questioning as well. Questionings aren't just asking questions. It's getting your students to give it back to you um, to demonstrate that they do understand what you've taught. Yeah, I've been reading recently uh, Craig Barton, who's well known to uh, secondary maths teachers for a lot of work that he does. Uh, In his practice, he'll say, ask me a question and even better, ask me two questions. Perfect. And thinking about what he can do with that. So so teacher subject knowledge and quality of instruction are two things that the Sutton Trust... uh, focused on as being the two most important aspects of what makes great teaching. Um, They also talked um, in the the research and and looked through and and found that um, other things that have an important impact on great teaching will be the classroom climate and classroom management. So from the point of view of of, uh, somebody who's training to be a teacher, as a mentor, what kind of things do you think would be really useful for mentors to be able to do with associate teachers as they're training to think about classroom climate and classroom management. Mm -hmm. So classroom climate again as with everything always has to start with the students so if I were to share with associate teachers it would be get to know your students, build a rapport, the questioning can't come and the imparting of the knowledge can't come and the effective learning can't come if your students don't feel at ease and comfortable with you and they don't feel that they're in safe hands or that they're in confident hands. One of the things that came out from the report um, was this idea of, of constantly demanding more but, but affirming people's self-worth. And uh, that's certainly something that um, I noticed when I, I came into your school this morning. The tagline for your school, Lady Grove Park, is inspiring to succeed and growing excellence. And you can see how that fits in so well with um, with this idea of what makes great teaching is it's all about that idea of, of success and excellence really being pushed through here in terms of it all being about the... Um, the, the work that all of the, all the children do and it's it's that long lasting effect not yes. just until they finish primary school no. or secondary school it's yes. everything after that yes. so um, th- there are there are other aspects that uh, the Sutton Trust report came through as, as having some positive impact um, including things to do with uh, teacher beliefs and professional behaviour but because of because of time I'm interested particularly just to think about so what, what are the stakes here? So, so as an associate teacher training with, with Oxfordshire teacher training or any trainee teacher, um, or as a mentor, or in fact as a, as a school potentially about to employ someone who's been training on a programme, um, why is it important that, uh, that we get this bit right? It speaks to the core of who we are as educators and practitioners and speaks to the core of why we are in the jobs we are in the schools and organisations we are like the skit and doing what we do Um, otherwise what else is it about it is absolutely about engaging our young minds bringing them on board making sure that they understand how invested we are in them and their futures because we are um, and actually ensuring that they understand why we're invested in them and their futures because may sound tweet they are the future they are our futures you know they are this planet this earth's future and if we don't develop our skills and hone our practice to get it right with our young people then they can't 
affect the change that we we would like to see for our world. Um, so we're of a certain age, <laughs> many yes, of us in this profession yes. of a certain age. We can do what we can do, you know, with regard to the big issues like climate change and sustainability and the way our politics is going in this country and worldwide. So we're of a certain age, we can do what we can do, but actually the most important thing we can do is to help shape and nurture the next generation of young minds to continue to affect the change and ask the questions and you know, live the big ideas that we want to see carry on. Um, so it speaks to the core of what we do, why we're in teaching, why we're in teacher training. It's to help and support our colleagues and the young minds who are also our associate teachers, whatever their age, they're young minds because they're new to education. Of course, and yes. so that is the most important thing I think for any of us in teaching to not only nurture the young minds that are our students and our children but to nurture the minds, the hungry minds, the commitment that our, our associate teachers and our mentors committing you know to this mission I think. I think I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> Elaine thank you so much thank you, for being our first uh, guest on our, our podcast what and, an uh, honor yes well absolute pleasure so thank you thanks elaine so today we discussed the sutton trust review what makes great teaching the review highlighted two factors that had the strongest evidence of improving pupil attainment teachers subject knowledge including how to understand how students think about a subject and identify common misconceptions, and quality of instruction, including strategies like effective questioning and the use of assessment. You can find out more about other practices which the Sutton Trust found have good evidence of improving attainment, such as challenging students to identify the reason why an activity is taking place in the lesson, or asking a large number of questions and checking the responses of all students, spacing out study or practice on a given topic with gaps in between for forgetting, or making students take tests or generating answers even before they've been taught the material. So if you want to find out more about that Sutton Trust review, What Makes Great Teaching, visit www.suttontrust.com and go to the research section to find the review. We've talked today about what makes great teaching, but what about what doesn't? In the next episode, join me, Matthew Coatsworth, and Director of Secondary Education at the River Learning Trust, Tom Bolter, to bust some myths in education and look at popular teaching practices that are ineffective. In the meantime, thanks for listening. <music>